0: Pull up a chair and buckle up. It's the original strength podcast. Hey guys, this week I'm talking with the garage gym girl herself, Kirsty Grosart. Kirsty is a former elite gymnast turned bodyweight trainer. She says she teaches resets for adults, but really, she teaches adults how to learn how to use their bodies, build their strength and develop their confidence. So that's really cool. Kirsty also has a PhD in theoretical astrophysics. I don't really know what that means other than she's super smart. All right, guys, welcome, Miss Kirsty Grozart. Kirsty, you have a huge athletic background. Um, do you mind telling me your story?
1: Yeah, so as a kid, I, I grew up doing gymnastics and that was something I started at a pretty young age. And you know, I did other things, um, like we did swimming, we did skiing, we did badminton, but I always gravitated towards gymnastics. So that was the thing that I would do, you know, four or five times a week. And uh, just because I loved it, like it was something that doing, I just, I felt incredibly strong. I felt incredibly powerful. It was fun. It was challenging. Um, And I kept doing that as long as I could. Um, When I was 19, I broke my elbow and uh, that was kind of a gymnastics ending injury. So after that, I, I, Kind of just did stuff that my friends did, so I was always active after that, um, but nothing, nothing that was very uh, focused. So I would play squash if my friends were playing squash. I would go bike, you know, on bike rides. I would do all the things, um, but nothing um, where I was really focused on one thing until I s- built my garage gym, and that was we bought our house and it had it had this yoga studio in the garage and. Immediately on seeing that I was like, my brain was started ticking like, oh, I could convert this to something fun. And because we didn't have all the equipment that a gym has, I started doing handstands and body weight training and just fell in love with it again. And that was kind of how I got back to it and back to being a lot more focused, I guess, in, in what I was doing. Um, and you know, that, that focus helps you kind of progress and, and get better.
0: But let's be, to be honest, you weren't just into gymnastics. You were actually quite a very good gymnast.
1: Yeah, I, I competed at the uh, national level in for Scotland. Um, and uh, yeah, like when I, when I broke my elbow, I was all preparing to go to the Commonwealth games. And so that was a big disappointment for me at the time, because that was, you know, that was a Big competition for me. Like I was an Olympic level, but um, Scotland competes, you know, as a team in the Commonwealth Games, and and so that was that had been my kind of aim for for a few years, working towards that. And so um, it was disappointing, but yeah, it was. It, it mostly I just I just enjoyed doing it. Um,
0: so I got to ask you about your injury. Um, yep. Well, most people. <laughs> I've seen, like, I've talked to a lot of people, runners, um, other very great athletes, and they would they had injuries, and they were told things like they would never run again, or they would never walk without a cane again, or, um, but it, on your website, you said you were told you would never do handstands again, and yeah. I thought that was very interesting, and I was like, huh, she must have really loved handstands.
1: Yeah, and I think you know I was you know one or two days after the injury and I'm lying in a hospital bed and the the surgeon comes around with his like you know team of students he's and you know and he's talking to me and he's like yeah so you'll be fine you just just can't do handstands ever again and I was just like oh those those two things don't really go well together being you know handstands is what I do and uh and I to some extent, I listened to him. I didn't do gymnastics anymore. Um, I would uh, like do handstands if, you know, I was playing, I, I could do a handstand. I didn't just, I wasn't terrified of doing them, but I never trained them. And so it wasn't until I started kind of testing that in my thirties. And I I started playing going, well, it actually feels okay. And the more I strengthen my arm, the more I do this stuff, the better it feels, um, the more stable it feels. And, you know, doing some specific stuff because, you know, there's certain, I have a, like, I don't have a radial head, um, on my uh, arm anymore. And so there's certain things where my elbow bends weird ways if I do them. So I avoid that or I strengthen things, um, to prevent having issues with that. But mostly it was just progressively building the strength back in my arm and, and testing out what, what could I do? Um, uh, because there's not, uh, you know, there's no hard and fast rules about what you're able to achieve, um, saying, okay, this happened, and now you can never do that again. It's like, well, what if I do this? What if I try this? And you just experiment and try and figure out how you can do the things you want to do. Um, and, you know, there's there's things I can't do, but uh, there's a lot of things I can do, and and it's really great.
0: There's definitely a lot of things you can do because um, I've seen you do some, a lot of things. Yeah. So you had a roughly a, not a full hiatus, but roughly a 10 year hiatus from handstands or training handstands. Yeah. Um, and you got back into training though, because you had a garage in a house that had a yoga studio in it. Yeah. When, when did you start training other people?
1: Um. So, when as soon as I stopped doing gymnastics, so I was nineteen. Um, I started coaching competitive gymnastics and um, doing all my certifications to coach gymnastics, and I did that for for a number of years uh, until I moved away uh, to do my PhD. And so I, I kind of always enjoyed that teaching aspect. And then right around the same time as I started doing handstands again, I was like, "Oh, there's a gymnastics center right around the corner for me." Like maybe I could reach out and just kind of go along and help out with a few classes. So I started doing that and coaching recreational kids. And I had a bunch of friends who did CrossFit uh, and they were always like, oh, you should come teach us, like teach us handstands. And so that was kind of where I got into it. Just, you know, eventually being like, okay, I'll come and teach you guys handstands. And then realizing, wow, this is so much more fun than teaching kids because it's different. Um, there's different challenges, but there's also huge rewards. Like adults just love to learn the details and they um, the excitement that they get from doing something new because it's been so long for many of them since they've learned something new. Whereas kids, you know, they, they learn new things all the time, so they don't have that same level of excitement. Um, and it comes a lot easier to kids. So I think the fact that adults had to work a lot harder um, that it was new. Uh, just was so rewarding for them. And, and that was so rewarding for me. Um, yeah. And it just kind of went from there.
0: How do you, I mean, cause for some adults, like say they're in their forties and they haven't been upside down in any shape or form mm-hmm. since they were two or three. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you find that some are very apprehensive or timid about uh, being inverted?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, a lot of them, there's a number of reasons. A lot of them, feel like maybe they're not strong enough um, in their arms and some of them are just like that disorientation right you you're not used to being upside down and when you go upside down you kind of lose a little bit of sense of where you are and like it's like it's you know it's very common Um, and it's very easy to kind of overcome those things just by approaching the skill progressively and not being like okay we want to do a handstand first step is we kick upside down right that's that's like step six or seven, right? First step is you know, we make sure you have the wrist strength, the arm strength, um, spend some time on your hands, like right? crawling, all these things, um, getting down on the floor, getting comfortable with your hands on the floor, and then getting comfortable inverting slightly, but still with your feet on the floor. So you're getting up into like a dime dog yoga position, uh, maybe elevating your feet. Um, to progress a little further so your body's getting a little more vertical and then slowly you progress towards that handstand. as people get the confidence that you know one they have the strength to do it they have the capability to do it and two they they don't feel so disoriented when they go upside down they feel more comfortable in that position
0: yeah i uh i had a client 10 years ago and we were just hanging out at my i had a little tiny training office it wasn't even it was like a little medical office Um, and and I I I guess I kicked up against the wall and I was doing a handstand push up or something and he he's like oh I want to do that and I was like oh okay well just kick up against the wall (laughs) and he didn't make it right (laughs) and then I realized like oh maybe you can't do that right now or you shouldn't (laughs) so that was my introduction that yes uh, just kicking up against the wall is like seven steps
1: and when I first started teaching. Yeah, no, I like, and when I first started teaching adults, like I taught them the same way I taught kids, I was like, you know, do this and then do this. And no, you have to point your toes, you've got to arms up at the start, like all this stuff. And then very quickly, I was like, Oh, this is, this doesn't work as well for for adults. You know, there's, there's other stuff we need to work on. And that was fun to, to play around with and figure that out and learn that. And yeah, it was a, a lot of fun.
0: Are you do you love handstands because of the fun of it, or do you also like you love it because of the health benefits for it? And if there are health benefits for it, what would those be? Like, how do you sell it to adults? Is it just the yeah. fun, or hey, it's good for you, or what if you could?
1: Yeah, I think it's a combination of of both those things. But like for me, it's it's fun, but it's also really empowering. Um, the idea of using your own body of learning something like that seems impossible. Like when I first saw a one-arm handstand, I was like, there's no way I can do that. And then it's like, you try some things, you're like, Oh, maybe. And then eventually you get that skill. And it's, it just, you feel so like empowered by it. Like I can do it. If I can learn that I can, what are the other things that I can learn? And I think a lot of people have that similar, similar experience with handstands. It's like they first look at it and they think, no, no way I can do that. And you start showing them, you start showing them progressions. They eventually get it. And once they get it, they're like, well, what else can I do? Um, It's just very powerful that way. Um, And yeah, it's super fun. Uh, It's, you know, it's like being a kid and playing. Um, So that side of it, I think for adults is huge. Uh, In terms of like the health benefits, you know, it, doing a handstand requires you have certain wrist strength, wrist mobility, shoulder strength, shoulder mobility. And so these can be really good reasons for adults to work those things because you work your shoulder mobility. You don't just get a better handstand or feel better in handstand. Like so many other things feel better. Like I have so many students who are just like, you know what, I started working my shoulder mobility to get a better line in my handstand, but like everything feels better. Like I just, my body just feels like I can stand better. I can stand taller. I have better posture. I can do all these things. Um, and so it kind of gives them a reason to work on some of those things that are important for, for everything, uh, like wrist mobility and strength, like so important as people are aging. Um, you know, like you, you, like it's one of the most common areas for like people getting injured like if they're you know if they fall or getting arthritis um and so just using them building that strength building um that ability in their wrists and you know you can get a lot of that same stuff from from crawling like that is an amazing way to uh build some of that that wrist strength as well and wrist mobility um other other aspects just you know handstand that is like full body strength um, like it's not just, oh, I just need strong arms. It's like, no, you need strong core, you need strong legs to kick yourself up the handstand to handstand to maintain that tension. Um, but more than anything, I think with handstands, it's the increase in body awareness and control that it requires to do a handstand. Um, and that really helps you with any other type of movements. Um, Like if you can't learn a handstand just by going really hard, I'm just going to work harder than everyone else and kick up more times. Um, Because if you're not doing that, focusing on how it feels, uh, where are my, where are my legs, (laughs) right? Uh, Focusing on all these things, you're not going to get a handstand without that improving your body awareness and your body control. Um, And once you improve your body awareness and control, in that movement, you know, it, that transfers to everything else. Um, so every movement you do, you start to be aware of, Oh, I can feel this. I can feel where my legs are. I can, um, I feel stronger doing this movement and you just start to get better at like everything. Um,
0: do you, do you find the, the adults you train, obviously they get excited when they learn they can do it. Yeah. Um, and they say their body feels better. Do you find that their countenance uh, changes over time? Like, do, are are they in better a better mood?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the, no, it definitely, uh, like a good handstand workout, like you'll come out of that smiling for days. Is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, uh, for sure. And from like, I think a lot of people early on in their handstand journey, especially if they're new to this type of training, can get very frustrated. Um, And so it's important to understand when you're training handstand, there's a lot of workouts that are frustrating. (laughs) And there's a lot, like you're learning to balance, you're gonna do a lot of falling. Um, And like, you know, you learn how to fall safely. So, you know, you're not gonna hurt yourself, but it is frustrating when you wanna balance and you're just like, I just wanna get that thing. And a lot of practice sessions, you can't find that balance. And then one session, you'll find it. Um, And then the next one, you won't find it. And it's kind of that up and down journey. um, And learning to enjoy that and learning to not get, not focus on the bad workouts, but just focus on the fact that it's fun, even if you're falling lots, uh, even if you're not having the best session. Um, And I think when people get over that, when people understand that it's not a linear journey, like, okay, next session is going to be better. The next session is going to be better. It's like, no, you're going to have, you know, the session will be worse then a little bit better, worse. Oh, you'll have a really good workout. And then it'll be worse again. And understanding that roller coaster, um, I think people can start to really enjoy every workout and every practice, but there's definitely early on some of that, some of that frustration, I think.
0: No, that's cool. Like, and, and the reason I was asking is because, you know, when you, when you move well, you just generally feel better. Right. But also when you learn new skills and you know you're tied together and you know you're getting stronger, that also helps you to to feel better. Um, yeah. So I was just curious if, if you had, you know, you see a lot of smiling people walking around all the time because they've learned <laughs> how to do handstands. Sure. So I've got to ask you this. Uh, you've, and I think I know the answer, but I'm not entirely sure I know the answer. So I'm going to ask you. Um, I've, when you're, as you're talking about handstands, you're, you're, you're making gestures and I can't help but notice that you've got, really big guns um <laughs> so for those guns uh yeah. do you do you do you weight train or are you mostly body weight training
1: um mostly body weight uh these days um i would say i do do i have actually in the last couple of months i've started doing um barbell squats and deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Um, but upper body is almost all body weight. So that'll be like handstand push ups are like my absolute favorite thing to train. Um, handstand push ups, things like planches and front levers on the rings, pull ups, all that kind of stuff. I remember talking about guns when I was, um, we had a wedding planned. And then my training cycle, I was like, I want to learn the front lever on the rings. So front lever is basically, you know, you're on the rings, you've got straight arms, and you're trying to lift your body up. So it's like horizontal. And, you know, I didn't get to the point where I was able to do that with my legs straight. Um, but I was doing it, you know, legs tucked in and leg straddle. And like, about a week before the wedding, I went to try my wedding dress. I, might, I was just like, I just popped so much I could barely fit my wedding dress on I was like oh so just a warning for those of you if you buy a wedding dress try not to train front levers for a few months before
0: so it, it would seem like a cool problem to have but because it was like a wedding dress it would almost seem like a a frantic problem to have.
1: yeah no it it was all it all worked out fine um yeah it all worked out fine but uh I just looked really jacked in the wedding photo so <laughs>
0: no so with your training now, as you're training clients, um, most of that is is body weight training. Yeah. Why do you uh, for for your clients? Um, do they come to you looking for body weight training, or is that just they come to you looking for health and strength, and that's just what you gravitate towards to help them learn their body and you know develop their awareness?
1: Yeah, I would say like early on, um, there was more people coming. Just oh, I want to just get stronger. Um, but now I would say almost all the people come to me because they want to learn a handstand Mm -hmm. or they want to learn an acrobatic movement, or they want to learn, um, something on the rings, a pull up on the bar. Like, yeah, most people come to me for, for body weight strength. Um,
0: Are you able in, in our current world, are you able to train people virtually for, for their body weight strength or those new skills that you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm in a very lucky position in that a lot of my training that I was doing with people was online, um, like pre pre pandemic. Um, like I have online coaching groups and, you know, when I first started doing that, I was, I was quite, uh, you know, apprehensive about how successful it would be. And like the results from my students just kind of blew me away uh, in the first group that I did because like they were almost making, I would, I would say they do make better progress than my in-person students. And, you know, I think there's a number of reasons for that. And the main one is they film themselves. So they actually, they'll film themselves doing the movement so that they can share it with me. And The more they do that the more they start to notice things like oh so i filmed it once and i realized i was doing this and so i fixed those like three things and now here's my video and so they start you know being able to uh self-assess and correct um and then the other side is and maybe this is part of the you know uh selection of people who work out at home um, they will do more than one workout a week. Whereas the people that come to my class, often that's the only handstand practice they'll do a week. Whereas, you know, when someone's doing my online course, they'll do like between three and five handstand practices a week. Um, and so they're putting in putting in the time and filming themselves and then getting feedback from me when they share their videos. So it it works surprisingly well uh, online.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I want to back up you mentioned this about 10 minutes ago, you said you had a PhD,
1: right? But,
0: but your PhD is in theoretical astrophysics. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is that about?
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I took a kind of weird path to get uh, back to the, the coaching and the Henson coaching. Um, yeah. So I studied astrophysics um, in my undergrad, and then was really interested in the applied mathematical side of it. So mathematical modeling of, you know, things like stars, black holes. Um, I was really interested in uh, like Einstein's like relativity, things like that. So um, my PhD was actually mathematical modeling of a neutron star, uh, which is like, you know, if you have a star of a certain size, when it reaches the end of kind of its life cycle, it will start to collapse, it will explode into supernova explosion and in the center what is left is it's either going to be a black hole if it's a really big star or it'll be a neutron star which is essentially just this super dense um, object that is made up of neutrons and protons Um, and because they're so dense like if you think about like a teaspoon of neutron star material um, it would basically uh, weigh as much as you know the entire population of the world would weigh the same it's like a teaspoon so it's like super compressed and so the interesting thing about it is like that could have really like cool like gravitational wave implications and at the time of my phd that was when they were just starting to create gravitational wave detectors they didn't know if they were going to be able to detect them and so we were modeling things to um Possibly could be detected by gravitational wave detectors. So we were going for objects like black holes, neutron stars, um, anything that could have really big gravitational wave output. Um, and so now it's really cool because they have detected in the last few years gravitational waves. So, um, yeah, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was my PhD. Uh,
0: That's really fascinating. Um, do you do like, do you do any astrophysics stuff now?
1: Um uh, no I, it's something that that is definitely now more of like i like reading about it um a lot of the people that I follow on uh social media will be like astrophysics people as well as you know handstand people um so yeah I definitely take a an interest in it, but i don't you know i don't myself do any you know real research in it i'll I'll read articles read books um but yeah other than that it's it's not uh I was not really built for academics. I feel.
0: (laughs) So I, I think I I relate. Like so, I have a I have a degree in statistics. Right. Um, Turns out that really wasn't a good fit for me. (laughs) Yeah. Just because I could do math, but then I started wondering. I was like, is there some kind of weird link between astrophysics and being upside down?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not sure so much about the astrophysics. I mean, but I do think there's a. surprising number of people and whether these people gravitate towards me um because uh they they know that i have a you know i'm I'm kind of very logical minded like i've done lots of programming you know that was my phd was a lot of writing programs to to kind of model these stars um and then my job after that was also writing software so i get a lot of students who are in kind of that field the and so sometimes I wonder if, like, the, the type of brain that, that likes to kind of analyze handstands and do handstands also, you know, enjoys that that logical aspect of, like, programming or um, mathematics. Um, but I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it's really, it's kind of neat, right? Like, so, like and you know the movies of the 80s the really brainy people are the the weak frail people and then you got the the big <laughs> at, the athletes or the not so brainy you know uh muscular tough guys or people but yeah. you're like combining the best right so you're taking the brainy people and showing them how they can be really athletic and strong so it's just that's pretty neat
1: yeah no yeah yeah for sure i i uh yeah, a lot. Definitely, my students are in that. That definitely in the the brainy category. Um, like, yeah, we do we do posts on like. Oh, so, what does everyone do for a living? And it's like, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a very impressive uh, group of people that that I teach.
0: If you if you could, and this is probably going to be hard, but if you could distill it down, um, what is the what is the one area that you think most people struggle with? Um, physically when when you meet them to train with them,
1: um physically i think a big challenge like learning handstands is um like people can build strength and you know you you give them the exercises and they will like you know progress them they will they will build the the strength in their shoulders and mobility kind of the same it's often a lot slower um A lot of people really struggle to kind of feel that connection um, that they need to kind of balance upside down. So being able to like connect your, what your arms are doing with what your legs are doing. Um, And again, it comes back a little bit to that, that awareness, but also really learning like the core, um, like the Kind of how to connect their core, how to connect upper and lower body, um, and I think that you know, in the last few years, that's where I've been using like original strength resets a lot with students. Um, you know, getting them, getting them doing breathing work, getting them doing crawling, dead bugs, um, all that stuff can really has. I find that's made a huge impact on on people's handstands.
0: Awesome. Do you think there's an age limit? for handstand practice? Like um, do, pe- do people age out of handstand practice or should they or?
1: Um, I I, I don't necessarily think there's like an age limit. Um, I have students in my groups who are in their 60s. Uh, like you would never guess it. Like it's, you see them and you're like, assume they're a lot younger. Um, but I would say, you know, like, as long as you're starting progressively, as long as you're starting at the foundation and then building up as you progress, you see how far you can go. And maybe not everyone at every age is gonna get to a full handstand, um, but but they, I think people can get pretty far. Um, I'm sure you see this all the time, you know, with with getting people on the floor, getting them crawling, like how how quickly they can develop and and improve with that. Uh, even if they're even if they are older. Um
0: so. Yeah, it, it's great. Like so no matter and, and I don't I don't put people upside down very often, not anymore after yeah. that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is neat to see people get stronger or more capable. Um and then when it clicks in their brain that they can get stronger and you know, they're not stuck where they're at. That that's really I don't know, it's just kind of rewarding to see somebody catch fire. Yeah. Um, so if somebody wants to train with you, they want to do your handstand program or they just want to work with you uh, online, where, where should they go?
1: Um, so the best place is my, my Instagram is where I'm most active, like posting like content. Um, so that's garage gym girl on Instagram. Um, uh, my website again, uh, garage and, uh, that's where they'll find my online programs and all the, all the stuff about that. They can, you know, I'm pretty consistent with how to get in contact with me. Uh, if you want to email me, it's Christy at com. So everything is is pretty easy. As long as you remember the garage gym girl part. Uh, but yeah. Make- any, anywhere you contact me, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to, to get back to you.
0: I, I I'll put all that in the notes of the show. Um, last question. Maybe there's two. Do you, do you like peanut butter?
1: Uh oh yeah, I love peanut butter.
0: <laughs> Creamy or crunchy?
1: Oh crunchy for sure.
0: Right on. That's awesome. Got that a thing? test,
1: secret test.
0: Yeah, it is. I like to that's that's one of my little I like to ask people that and I really am not sure why. Um right. but I I like crunchy too. And okay but, and I, I but I also like to go from brand to brand to brand. <laughs> like yeah. I just like I like experimenting with peanut butter. I guess.
1: Yeah. No. I, I. I'm the definitely the same. Um. I. Yeah. I'm not loyal to anyone. As long as it's. I don't want. No. I don't want to diss brands. I was going to say. As long as it's not. <laughs> you can tell me after the show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kirsty, thank you so much for sharing your your story with us. This has been a lot of fun.
1: Oh, thank you, Tim. That's yeah, been great.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.